Welcome back to DQP Does Drafty Quarters Podcast Network Movie Review Show, where we don't let weird dudes' wives jerk us off to get enchantments. <laughs> With me this evening is my co-host Russell. Anything you receive in this house, <laughs> just give back to me. But everything in this house is yours. Uh, house has a weird way. Uh, yeah, I thought that was going to go the way that it sort of went. Yep. Um, we also have Dave. I thought he'd be greener. Even the green night itself was not that. that yeah, green. I thought he would be greener. Yeah. He's green, but I'd be more green. It's <laughs> my little bit I'm doing. <laughs> okay. He's like a little neon. He's like neon green. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> we are continuing our uh, A24 Megathon Ooh. through September. Megathon. Megathon. Like that. Yeah. Uh, with the Green Knight from 2021. <coughs> it's rated R two hours and 10 minutes. Mine was two hours and nine minutes. Uh, I, I think there's like a weird, some seconds. Maybe they rounded down on that and they rounded <laughs> up on this. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I do. We, we actually have one thing of correspondence that I want to go over before we get on to the green night. Really? Uh, so Clayton actually sent in his thoughts about, uh, a ghost story. Oh, okay. Um, because he 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 uh, messaged me, <laughs> and he said, uh, "I'm listening to a ghost story, and I have to tell you very politely that I think you missed the point." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, so this is what he said about a ghost story. So this is going back to last episode, but uh, he had some thoughts. Um. So this is all from his perspective, because he says I in this a lot. So Clayton says, uh, so while I will be the first to admit a ghost story is not the type of film for everyone, I love it a lot. My first David Lowry experience was in his Disney remake of Pete's Dragon that he did the year before, and it's easily one of the top three best that they've done since they started remaking their catalog. Uh, when I heard about it, I was like, oh, fun. This will be worth checking out and bought it immediately on release. I think it's just such a beautiful tone uh, poem on life and death, love and loss and how things endure no matter what. Uh, the whole depiction of a ghost as a person under a sheet shouldn't work and should come off very silly. But personally, I think it's very evo evocative. And I think uh, Casey did a wonderful job depicting this character through subtle movement. I think it's maybe the saddest ghost story I've ever seen. Also, sidebar, if Rooney Mara's career could survive Nightmare on Elm Street remake, she can survive <laughs> anything. That's fair. That's fair. Definitely fair. Um, some stories might touch upon things from a ghost perspective, but not to this extent uh, of what the world would really be like to experience as a ghost and how lonely it would be. The whole going back to the beginning of it all, I didn't find confusing. I thought it was pretty clear that he w it was the end of time and the universe started over and still he remained holding on to his love and everything to be able to see her again and find out what she wrote. Uh, 
I just find the whole thing both extremely depressing and nihilistic and somehow beautiful and hopeful at the same time. Also, the pie scene... Dave? <laughs> Fuck that pie scene. The pie scene, I think it's objectively hilarious to watch someone in Hollywood have to eat an entire pie in one sitting, but on a storyline or a storytelling level, I think uh, it works so perfectly to show that private grief uh, and how it can manifest and watching her in real time sit down and eat that entire pie on the floor in the dark and cry is such a real moment and heartbreaking. And I think it's extremely bold to include a four minute scene of Rooney Mara eating a pie because that's kind of insane. It's very much of a your mileage may vary type of film, but that's one of the reasons I love a 24 is that you can get really talented creatives taking weird swings and you get to see movies that aren't like what's typically at the theater anymore. Uh, and for the pretentious indie fan inside me, it makes me really happy. Uh, and he also said, feel free to make fun of me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that was very well said. No, it's very well said. And, and, um, you know, I replied and everything. I was, you know, I definitely agree with the, your mileage may vary. Uh, and I, I, I understand the, the plot points, I guess. Um, I just didn't care. It didn't. And that's kind of <laughs> what I told him. I was like, I, it didn't make me care, you know, cause like I, all that stuff was in there. I just was like, I don't fucking give a shit, you know, fair. And that's, that's kind of why I hated it. But thanks for, for letting us know why you liked it. Clayton. Yeah. Um, we, we like hearing, we like having you on. We like hearing from you. So thank you. Uh, we'll have another uh, review later to go with our reviews uh, from Thanksgiving Mike about this movie, The Green Knight. Mm-hmm. I got all the correspondence this week. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Keep it up. I love it. Uh, so The Green Knight is basically a fantasy retelling of the medieval story of Sir Gawain uh, and The Green Knight. Um, but so... Um, or Gowan, however you want to say it. I always thought it was Gowan, but I don't know. They say it a couple different ways in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So depending on dialogue, who's, yeah. Who's saying it. I always thought it was Gowan. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to say Gowan cause it's easier. Gawain is awkward. It is very awkward. Gowan is how I say it too. So that works out. Uh, so, Hell yeah. uh, Gowan is, uh, played by Dev Patel. And, um, he is the nephew of, uh, King Arthur. King Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> now, who's that? Shut the fuck up. <sighs> Damn it, Dave. I will not shut up. Um, that's good. I'm always playing when I tell you that. Yeah, I know. Way. Okay. I know. I just, I'm so punk rock. I have to tell you that I uh, won't yeah, do it. He, it's fair. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I, I'm a pretend asshole and you're like, you know, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Uh, he's, he's kind of like a, he's kind of like a lot of people now, right? He's like, yeah, I was born into this and like, I'm just kind of like listless and I'm of age to do things, but I don't want to, I'm just going to like take the gold that I get for being the nephew of the King and fuck this hoe and pay her. And I can't even commit to like having a relationship with her because uh, she's a hoe 
and I'm internally worthless. Uh, coward. Yeah. Cowardly. Yeah. Yep. Which is kind of the, the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. Cowardice. Yes. Um, so he, uh, it's Christmas. It begins like close to Christmas and then it's Christmas and he's going to the celebration, uh, at the, at the round table, you know, nights, nights yep. of the round. Um, no, what's that? I love that. Stop they, it, Dave. <laughs> I All love right. the omission. Yes. Like, I think the omission makes it so much better. Yeah. I, I thought that that was amazing too, because like they don't show the round table until, cause it's not a round table. It's like a circle of, of bench sort yeah. of, but like they don't show it until like that moment. Yeah. Right. Cause they're just like, it looks like a regular party, right? Like a regular medieval party where people are sitting at tables and stuff. Yeah. Like the way that it's shot. And then like, there's this moment where you're like, Oh yeah, totally. It's fucking King Arthur. So you're at your, you know, the round, the round table. It's round table. And then it shows the round and like everybody is sitting around. They're like not sitting at individual tables. They're all sitting at the same table, but it's just like, you know, 50 feet across and it's just like a giant stone round like you where you yeah. can like walk in from the end and yeah it's super cool the way that's shot is yeah cool. uh, nice the, the U table doesn't sound yeah really it doesn't sound as cool we're the knights of the U table yeah <laughs> uh, so he goes to this party and his mom's like oh, I'm not feeling like going to a party so I'm not gonna go and he's like okay well, whatever do witch stuff with my friends well she doesn't say that but that's what she does <laughs> yeah uh so she goes to do witch stuff with her friends. Yeah. Um, and Arthur is like, Hey, come sit with us. Uh, we have an empty seat, you know, up on the, you know, the, the bridal party table, uh, Head table. <laughs> yeah. So he goes up there and like, Arthur's like, Hey, so as a gift to me, you know, I, I feel bad because like, I don't know you well enough and you're my nephew and like, so as a gift to me, tell me a story from your life. And Gowan's like, kind of don't have any. Cause <laughs> I'm, I live in my mom's basement and I'm a neck beard. Uh, <laughs> you didn't say grandparents basement. So I don't feel triggered. That has enough money to buy a prostitute, uh, regular enough that the prostitute gets feelings. And I don't, well, I do, but I'm coward. Um, <laughs> That's a lot to tell King Arthur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's like, oh man, you should like get some stories. And you know, his uh, aunt is like, oh, you don't have any stories yet. He's like, yeah, sure. Yet. Cause I'm totally going to do anything worthwhile. Um, <laughs> so his mom like finishes while this is happening. His mom like finishes her spell and basically uh, summons the green knight. Right. That's kind of how it plays out. Yeah. Um, so the green knight shows up and he's like this giant kind of ant guy. Uh, if you don't know what an ant guy is, it's like a tree folk. The tree guy is a tree dude. He's he, his face is a tree. He's <laughs> a tree dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it, he's played by, uh, that guy. Uh, what the fuck is his name? Ralph, Ralph Innocent. I was like, I know this dude. He's the, he's the dad from the Vich. 
Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, he is the dad from the I wasn't bitch. sure if he was actually the face or if he was just the voice, but you can see it later. Like, yeah. Because it's really like it's shot the way this movie is shot is very interesting. Uh it's very like dramatically lit. So like it's very dark in this room when he first shows up. Yeah. Um so he he comes in and he like proposes a game. And the game is that uh someone one person should come and spar with him and they if they land a strike then he will give them his weapon and they will bond with the weapon over the next year and then at uh this same day a year hence they will f- come find him at the green chapel and he will land the same blow they will kneel before him and he will land the same blow on them and Everybody's kind of like, what the fuck? Why is there a tree dude? Here? Yeah. <laughs> so then Gowan's like, I'll do it. Which is like the one time he ever does anything where he's like, <laughs> he volunteers himself for it. Yeah. Um, so he's like, I'll do it. Uh, so he's like, I need a sword. And nobody wants to give up their sword because there's a fucking weird tree dude in there and they think they're going to have to fight. <laughs> so, uh, Arthur is old and kind of feeble, but he's still got Excalibur, baby. So he's yeah, like, he here, use this. It's a good cameo from Excalibur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's like two, two little spots with Excalibur in it. Yeah. yeah. There was uh, also when the Green Knight walks in before he's oh, yeah, granted yeah. entrance. Yeah. He in. looks at Merlin. He looks at Merlin. And he's like, is this cool? And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and are we waiting to say who his mom is? Go ahead. Oh, okay. It's because his mom is Morgana. Yeah. Lefay. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, she's just credited as mother, but yeah. mother. Well, Sean Harris is also just credited as the king. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I just saw that. I was like, yeah, they never really actually call him Arthur or anything. So that's funny. They never call anyone by their name except for him, I think. In um, the Green Knight. Yeah, but that's not really his name. That's like his title. Yeah. Fair. Anyway. Um. So he like goes out and he basically is like, come on, let's go. And the Green Knight's like, no, that's, that's not how this game works, bro. And he kneels down and like sets down the axe. And he's like, I'm, I'm going to hit you if, if you don't if you don't get up and fight me and the green knight is just like kneeled down with his head out and he like turns his head. He's like, come on, fucking cut my head off, bitch. He doesn't say that, but he, he he's like, he, Go ahead implies and it. It. he implies it. Um, and like the whole time I'm like, this is a game. Like, this is how you beat the game. You just like draw your blade against his cheek. You just, you don't fucking stab him or cut his fucking head off. But right. Gowan cuts his head off his whole head, cuts his whole head off. I'm like what? are you doing? But he does it. And he's like, Oh yeah. Okay. And everybody claps. They're like, Oh wow. He he did it. Good job. He definitely can't land a strike on you now. Cause he's dead. You won the game. And then the green knight stands up and picks up his head and he's like, I'll see you in a year kid. And gets on his horse and rides away laughing. And, and Gowan's like, Oh fuck, bud. What I do? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! Um. So then it like shows some passing of time. You know, like 
the legend is growing over this, the course of this year and uh, of, of what he did and like what he has to do in a cool puppet show. There's a cool, like creepy puppet show. Yes. Um, and he has like some conversations with his, uh, prostitute girlfriend. Um, and he basically tells he doesn't say anything because he's a coward. <laughs> She's like, Hey, like we should like, you know, you should make me your lady and stuff. So then, you know, if you somehow become King or whatever, I can be the queen and that'd be cool. Cause you know, I, maybe you care about me. And he's like, silence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's real cool. Um, so it gets close to Christmas and he's got to go on his way. Uh, his mom makes him this belt that's supposed to protect him. Um, and he gets some other stuff like the, the priest, the local priest or whatever that guy's supposed to be is, uh, like blesses his armor and his shield and his sword and stuff. So he takes the axe and he goes on his trip and he takes his horse. Oh, that's the other named character is the horse. Yeah. The What's horse. the horse's well, the, name? His girl is named Essel. Essel. Yeah. And then they use Winifred's name. Oh, yeah. Because her use stuff Winifred. wouldn't make sense. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense but, if they didn't. Uh, what is the horse's name? I don't remember. Hunter don't Horse Helmsley. Nope. I don't think so. Go ahead and look that up. Um... So he goes on his adventure and he's like, he rides out and I mean, it kind of seems like he doesn't know where the fuck he's going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he gets to this like four way, this crossroads of the road that he rides out of Camelot on. And he's just like Gringola. Gringola. Gringola is the horse's name. Okay. Yeah. He like kind of like looks forward and he looks to the left and he looks to the right and he's like, ah. Oh. I guess I'll go right. He goes right. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, so then he uh, he happens upon a battlefield. Uh, well, first he sees a fox and in in the forest, and he sees like a dead guy, and he's like, "Oh, that's weird." Um, then he happens upon a battlefield, and um, the Joker is just kind of like prancing prancing around, uh, looting dead bodies, and uh, starts talking to him. And he's the Joker in the new Batman. Oh, wait, really? Yeah, yeah. he is. Yeah. In he the is. Batman? Yeah. In the Batman. He's, he's the one that the Riddler talks to in Arkham. Yeah. At the oh, end. Oh yeah. 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 Um, anyway, so he's prancing around. <laughs> he's prancing around this battlefield, looting corpses. And he like tells the story about his two brothers are out here. And if his mom wasn't around, he would be dead too. And, uh, Gowan's just like, uh, huh. Okay, cool. Um, you know anything about a green chapel? And he's like, Oh yeah, there's a chapel. I don't know if I would call it green, but it's got like moss and shit on it, bro. So you like <laughs> take this, take, go kind of North and you hit like a stream and follow the stream North and you'll hit it. And he's like, okay, cool. Thanks. And just rides off. And Joker's like, bro, what the fuck <laughs> are my directions not worth anything? And he's like, yeah, thank you. And he's like, monetarily asshole. He's like, Oh, it's so yeah. weird. They had a weird Brooklyn accent this whole time. Yeah. And hey. he's like, Oh yeah, here, here's a dollar for your troubles. <laughs> uh, 
So he like tosses him a coin and, and then he does like a magic trick and you're like, Oh, sleight of hand. He's probably a thief. Um, <laughs> and then he, Which, well, huh? an experienced traveler would realize. Yep. 100%. <laughs> right. He'd also see the like necklace of rings. Uh, <laughs> um, and not you wouldn't trust a guy that's fucking looting a battlefield by himself anyway, right? Nope. Um, and tells you where to go. And yeah, anyway. super nice, you know. Yeah, super nice. Um. So, uh, Gowan's like, okay, cool, and he like rides off, and uh, Joker kind of has like a sinister moment where he's like fingering his necklace of, of <laughs> rings. And he's like, yeah, be careful around that, that, uh, Creek that I told you to go to. Cause it's totally not an ambush, uh, <laughs> but it was, but, an ambush. It was, but it was an ambush. So Gowan gets like out into the woods closer to this stream. And then, uh, he sees a lady like walk out onto the, onto the road. And he's like, Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Not an experienced traveler. Uh, and then somebody walks up behind him and they pull out knives and they attack him and he doesn't put up any kind of fight. He just like starts sniveling and is like, don't kill me. Um, please. I'm please, a big wave knight. Yeah. And then uh, the Joker shows up and is. Uh, acting very gestury and comes <laughs> down and was like, Oh yeah, you didn't give me enough money, bitch. Um, and he's like, you're awful fucking weak and scared for a night. <laughs> and he's like, I didn't say I was a night. You said I was a night. <laughs> I should correct you. <laughs> like what the fuck? So they tie him up and take all his shit. And uh, Joker t- t- steals his axe and his horse uh, and goes off. And his, his two friends are like, what the fuck? Wait for us. Yeah. So they all run away and he's just like tied up in the woods and like they left most of his shit. They just took like the axe and the horse and whatever was still on the, the saddle. Yeah. And um, so he's laying there and there's he took his he took his. uh cloth that his mom gave him as oh protection. yeah they took the they took the belt yeah the belt of protection magic belt yeah the magic belt of protection yeah, yeah. plus three um but it wasn't a belt of ogre strength no even if it was he wouldn't have used it no because <laughs> he's a, he's he's a coward um so he's like laying there and then he kind of like acts like he goes to sleep and then there's a weird scene uh, where all the seasons it like does uh, love this uh, like a 360 pan where like it shows the seasons changing and then it pans back over him and he's just a corpse laying there and then it keeps going around and the seasons change again back to winter it reverses it reverses yeah, and it then goes back around goes back around and he he's like he starts to struggle yeah um which is an interesting foreshadowing kind of like and I feel like it's also kind of like the magic of the thing that's going on is like, he sees what would happen if he just like gave up right there. Yeah. Um, so he like struggles his way 
over to where his sword is laying because they left that. And he cuts the ropes and he cuts himself. Ooh, owie. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so <laughs> weird that he said that, too. Yeah. Should have pulled his fingers in when he started cutting. Once again, inexperienced, inexperienced traveler. traveler. Dude, this movie's so fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> no, he he basically makes like every uh, every mistake, right? Yeah. So uh, he's a level one character. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> so um, he gets out of that and he like, I'm pretty sure he leaves his sword behind. Like he doesn't take the sword with him. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that he never. He never has the sword again, does he? No. Yeah. He like so leaves the fucking to make sword. Amateur yeah. Mistakes. Yeah. He leaves <laughs> the fucking sword behind, which like a sword is super useful. Like he already showed one of its uses to cut yourself free from binds, but like yeah. you can also like cut wood with it if you don't have an axe because they took your fucking axe. And, you know, use it to strike Flint on because it's steel and make a fire and, <laughs> you know, defend yourself from fucking child thieves. Uh, <laughs> is that children that are thieves or thieves that steal children? Both. Okay. All right. Um, well, you would think as a knight, maybe you would need to protect children at some point. But at this point in the story, I'm not sure this guy would. No, it's true. Uh so he continues on his journey and he runs into this fox uh, that like wants to shelter with him in a cave and he's trying to make a fire, which he sucks at because he's an inexperienced traveler and he doesn't have his sword anymore like a dumbass. Um, and he didn't bring a flint and tinder. Like he can only have rookie mistakes. Yeah. He needed he needed like a, a veteran adventurer to go with him at least for the beginning. Yeah. Or to like maybe go on some adventures in that year to prepare for the big adventure. Smaller adventures. Yeah. yeah. yeah like maybe one might say Ooh, side adventures. Leveling up. Yeah. Um, to prepare for the main campaign. Um, maybe like escort someone to a different place. Or kill some rats in someone's kill basement. Some rats in a basement. Yeah. Um Yeah. He didn't seek anyone out. No. Uh so <laughs> just lived up the idea of the mythology that was creating around him. Yeah. So uh he he keeps going and he's like basically dying because he he's like you know has no food and uh no shelter and all this stuff but he has um, a fox friend but he has a fox friend he eats some shrooms and freaks out uh very very quickly yeah. <laughs> those were some fast action fast acting shrooms so I also the the first time I watched it, I was like, it, it takes much longer than that. But then watching it this time, I was like, well, he hasn't eaten in like days, so like it sure. probably would be like relatively quick, fast, but not yeah. that fast. Maybe not as fast as depicted, but yeah. Um. So, because uh, he's like still kneeling at the stalks of them when he vomits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, so he like sees this vision of the of the uh green knight and stuff um so then he he ends up coming across this uh house in the woods and uh he goes into this house and he just like starts walking around in this house and finds like some old food that's like crumbling and uh 
he like goes upstairs and he's like <laughs> says hello a few times like a dumbass and uh, <laughs> no one answers him immediately so he's like oh there's a bed I should sleep in it um, <laughs> he's gotta save yeah he's gotta save <sighs> so he gets woken up by a woman that apparently lives there she's wearing like a nightgown and she's like what the fuck are you doing in my bed bitch He's like, whoa, I'm sorry, I'll leave. And she's like, no, what What are you doing here? And he kind of like tells her that he's a traveler and need a shelter, but he'll leave. He's sorry. He didn't mean to offend because he's a coward and he's being shooed away by a woman in a nightgown with no weapons. She doesn't even have a candlestick. Like, <laughs> she's just standing there. nice. Like, oh, it's your house. My bad. <laughs> The house was abandoned. Uh, it wasn't a bad house. So, uh, he figures out that, uh, she's a ghost, uh, of Winifred and she gives him a quest to find her head in the spring. Uh, and he's like, what are you going to, what are you going to give me? <laughs> she's like, what the fuck? Why do I have to give you anything? Just do it. And he's like, okay. Uh, <laughs> what a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why should I find your head? Like, I'm going. this is, this is a mutually beneficial agreement. If only if you get your head and I get something from it. <laughs> but anyway, so he just like jumps into this water uh and almost drowns and then he kind of has like another kind of vision kind of thing happen yeah. um but then he finds the head and he brings it up and she's gone so he brings it into the house and uh her body is laying in the bed that he slept in so there was some weird magic going on there because he totally slept next to a corpse uh, and didn't know it. Yeah. Uh, and then her head becomes her head instead of a skull. <laughs> and he freaks out and he drops it. And he's like, ah. And then she tells him, what does she tell him? She tells him something. Something about the night. I don't remember. Uh, you know the green knight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, or is that she says a, the like, green knight the is green someone, knight that you is know. someone you know yeah, yeah. yeah it's like what the fuck so then uh, he leaves there and he continues on and he keeps going and then he runs into some giants and he asks them for help and they like say something in another language uh okay so i don't i don't know that they're speaking another language but this is an interesting concept that or this is just a concept that i find interesting uh -huh. is they are so large uh -huh. and he is so small that even if they were speaking the same language maybe they wouldn't be able to understand they wouldn't be able to understand each other yeah because it would like one would be like a really fast high-pitched thing and the other would be like a really slow long like low pitch thing. Yeah. And you would be like, it just feels like the earth is rumbling when they try to speak to me. Yeah. And when I try to speak to them, it sounds like an ant buzzing or a fly buzzing. Yeah. Yeah. 
So like I love the way they did this whole scene with the giants. Yeah. Like, so he so it's fucking a cool good. scene. Yeah, this whole cool movie scene. is cool. Yeah. So he like asks the giants for like a lift. He's tired of walking. And the giant like says something, but then it like reaches for him and the the uh the fox actually defends him and stops the giant from grabbing him. Yeah. Maybe defends him. Yeah, we don't really know what the giant's like. Is the giant going to pick him up and put him on his shoulder? Or they're just going to like smash him like a fucking mosquito. Um, Like this annoying thing. Yeah. So the fox defends him and then the the fox howls like a wolf. Which is weird. Uh, I didn't know foxes howled. Do they howl? Kind of. That literally sounded like a wolf cub though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Believe me. I know. But uh, we, we can also explain that later. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when I was little, my dad got this uh, puppy and it wasn't a puppy. It was mostly a wolf. Oh, wow. And it was separated from its mother too soon. So all it did was howl unless my dad was in the bathroom with it, like laying with it to go to sleep. Whoa. It had like attached to my dad. Like, I wouldn't do it with anyone else, but he had to be with it or it would cry. Holy shit. Yeah. So we had to take it back because it was also illegal for us to have it because it was way too much of a wolf. Oh, wow. So it's like mostly wolf. Yeah, it was a wolf. It was like. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. But I know what that sounds like. Because tried to sleep through it. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Poor guy, though. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, so, uh, so he continues on and he's like about done. He's about to fuck. Oh, he finds the ax at, uh, Winifred's. Yeah. By the way, just like just laying there. He's like, what? Um, so bonded weapon, bud. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. So he goes, he keeps going and then he like just stumbles upon this. Uh, like m- manor, um, on uh, like a plateau, sort of. It's like yeah. up on a hill. Yeah. And uh, he like runs up and knocks on the door. Somebody opens the door and he just falls in and passes out. So then he wakes up in bed and he's like, "What the fuck?" And uh, Joel Joel Edgerton is like sitting next to him. He's like, whoa. He's like, calm down, Gatwin. You're fine. Where are my clothes? He's like, don't worry about your clothes, baby. Um, he's like, that's We're weird. Not We're not there yet. <laughs> uh, so they talk for a minute and he's like, yeah, I know about you and your quest and everything. I go to, I go to the Camelot, you know, sometimes in between Christmas and New Year's and chill and maybe do some other things involving prostitutes that you don't know uh maybe maybe that's what i'm there for i don't know we haven't we haven't we never say (laughs) um so this guy's being really nice and he's like yeah you know you can stay here until you have to go to uh challenge the green knight and then you know you can come back and we can talk about it and then you can go home he's like okay that's cool and then he finds out this dude has a hot wife and he also finds out that she has a weird mom. He has a, wh- whose mom is that? 
I don't know whose mom that it's is. It's just a stray mom. Just, just like a stray, blind, deaf mom. Just a loose mom. She's supposed to be somebody. Hold on. Okay. Like an oracle or something, right? Probably. Blind. Yeah, that's what I just figured. Blind, deaf. Yeah. Crone. She's like three out of four oracle tropes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's both the mother and the crone, and then her daughter is the maiden. <laughs> Whose mom is this? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so the hot wife is being weird, and dude's just like, yeah, cool, right? I'm going to go hunt something. Uh, and he's like, okay. And then his hot wife continues to be weird, and she like wants to, she like gifts Gowan a book, and then she wants him to kiss her for the gift, and kisses her on the cheek, and she's obviously disappointed. Uh, and then she wants to do a portrait of him and she does some like ancient photography, which was kind of neat. Yeah. It's super cool. Um, uh, but you know, obviously it's magic to them and they're like, what the f he's like, Oh, that's fucking, that's a queer portrait. In fact, is what he says. Uh, <laughs> funny. Uh, so uh, Edgerton comes back and he's like brought some food so then they like have a dinner and then uh, there's like this sh the uh, the wife has this long weird monologue about like what's gonna happen uh, and it's just like creepy and Edgerton's like yeah that's what how my wife sounds she's creepy it's cool and but Gowan's like, what the fuck? And then they just kind of go on. And then he's like, uh, Edgerton's like, yeah, I'm going to go on a couple more hunts. So like, I'm going to be gone for a while, uh, but I'll be back. And then you can go on your adventure. And he's like, okay. So he goes to sleep and Edgerton leaves. And then his wife like shows up in the morning in uh, Gowan's bedroom. And she's like, why didn't you come to my chambers last night? And he's like, because I'm a coward. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. And she's like, well, you know, I made this thing for you. And it's the fucking belt that his mom made. And he's like, what the fuck? And she's like, you believe in magic? Do you believe in magic? In a young girl's heart. Yeah, and then there's like a dance break. Um, <laughs> I missed that part. <laughs> no, nah, there's a jerk off break because she's like, you know, I, I'm super into you. Are you into me? And he's like, yeah, about that. I can't. And she's like, because you're honorable. And he's like, no, mostly because I'm a coward. So she like, just like as she's questioning him about this shit, he, she like jerks him off and he like <laughs> nuts on the belt. And she like, she's like, you're not a knight because you're neither honorable nor brave enough to like, like have an affair with this dude's wife. So you, you're missing all of the components of being a knight. Uh, <laughs> That's all it takes. It's two components. <laughs> I mean, those are pretty, pretty honor big. and infidelity. That's the <laughs> well, honor and bravery are pretty big components. And he's, he doesn't have either of them individually or in combination. Um, because, you know, in combination would be like, get off me, foul hag. Yeah. And, you know, in 
you know, individually would have been like, yeah, I can't because, you know, I'm the guest of your husband's. Please don't touch my penis. Yeah. And then the other would be like, let's fuck, bitch. I don't care about what your dad or what your dad, what your Whoa. husband says. Um, but there's this line that, that uh, Edgerton says towards the beginning uh, or when after, like during the weird monologue that uh, his wife has. And he says yeah. the thing that you said earlier that like anything that you're given in this house. Yeah. I expect you to give to me. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck does that mean? It's because he knows that his wife is in, uh, you know, uh, is going to jerk him off. Yeah. Is well, that's where the honor comes in. Right. Yeah. Like this whole scene is super weird. Yes. So like, like not brave enough to complete the affair. Right. But not brave enough to stop her from finishing him. Yes. And then also not, not honorable enough to hold up the end of the bargain. Like, I know it's talking or, about. Or to not do it in the first place. Yeah. Or to not yeah. do it in the first place. Yeah. But then still not honorable enough. If yeah. you're going to be a degenerate, let, at least be honorable about it. I feel like it's still kind of the message. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Jerk that guy off. Yeah. yeah. Like dude's wife jerked you off. Like yeah, jerk you got to give him a book, a belt and jerk him off. <laughs> uh, it seems fair. Like, I mean, it's fair. He housed you for like a week. His wife jerked you off and made you a fancy belt. Yeah. Like gave you a book from their library. Like, yeah, you do that. The least you could do is give the guy a fucking handy. Uh, so, so he like, after he like gets this hand job and gets the belt, he's like, I'm fucking out of here. This is crazy. So he like grabs his stuff, almost forgets the ax and leaves. Um, and he's running through the forest when he basically like happens upon uh, Edgerton's hunt. Like he's already killed this boar and it's laying there with a spear in it. And Edgerton like is like, "Hey, where are you going?" Ah, like, oh, fuck! Ah, oh, your fuck. wife jerked me off. Shit! Damn it! <laughs> and he's like, "I thought you were gonna stay until." And he's like, "No, I gotta get there. Make sure I'm there on time." You know. He won't even, even fucking tell him the truth when he's talking to him, you know. Uh, I want to beat the traffic. Yeah, <laughs> you know, by the 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 chapel, there's always you know it's bumper to bumper. Uh, <laughs> bit to tail. I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, so he's like, uh, all right, so is there anything you want to give me? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like no no I didn't get anything at your house he's like are you sure and he's like nah I didn't get anything and he's like okay well I mean whatever if you don't want to hold up your end of the bargain I guess that is it is what it is but you know I'm not ha you at least come over here and I can say goodbye. And he's like, okay. And then he like leans down off his horse and fucking kisses Gowan on the lips. Like, yeah, not like a, like, uh, you know, bye buddy. Like, you know, uh, I know what happened. Yeah. I know what happened. And also like, I really was looking forward to that handy <laughs> from you specifically. It's not about like just wanting a handy. I wanted you yeah. to give me that handy. Uh, and Gowan is, is finally like, whoa, bro, no, unhand me, good sir. <laughs> uh, he's like, nah, I'm not down with that. Um, he finally finds like some modicum of balls when someone's when like, he left him at that guy's house. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, that was a jerking off. That was yeah, a jizz reference. Jizz, jizz yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just letting you know, Russell. Yeah. If you didn't know. So um, he continues. Jizz? Oh yeah, the the and he had like caught the he had uh, Edgerton had caught the fox. So then he lets the fox out. So then he continues traveling with the fox. Uh, but it's he tells fox. him, yeah, he tells him the way to the chapel. He's like, yeah, you just go to the creek like the f- fucking Joker told you and you follow it north. Jesus. So he continues through the woods and he gets to the creek. And like at this point, the fox like gets in front of him is like, no, like barking at him. He's like, what the fuck? I'm not going to listen to you. And the the fox starts talking to him and he's like, what is this? And he's like, don't go. You can just like not go. And he's like, yeah, but I said I was going to I'm like, yeah, but you know, who's going to know me and you, it'll be fine. Don't just don't go live out your days. It'll be fine. And he's like, no, I'm going to go. And he's like, well, if you're going to go, you don't need the belt. <coughs> he's like, what? I'm taking the belt. Fuck off, Fox. And the Fox is like, okay. He's like, get the fuck out of here. I didn't want you around anyway. And then it's like, you know, the fox has a familiar voice. Yeah. Um, so he gets in this boat that's randomly there and he takes the boat uh, down boat. the creek. Yeah. Plot boat. Uh, Deuce X Botica. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's good, Shane. That's good. <laughs> So he goes down, goes down the creek and, uh, he gets to where it kind of like runs aground and he walks a little ways and he finds the chapel. Um, so he's like, Oh fuck. All right. Well, I guess I'm doing this. So he goes in there and the green knight is like, like kind of like grown into the back wall of the chapel. And, uh, it's not Christmas. It's like Christmas Eve. So he gets in there and he like lays the axe down and he sit, he like kneels down and he's like, uh, you're going to wake up and he doesn't. And then he like stays there all night. And then it's the next day. And in the night, he like has this vision again of, he like is looking at the green knight, and the green knight kind of opens his eyes a little. And then the face kind of changes. Uh, and who was it? Russell? Who did the face change to? Yeah. It's Ralph. Yeah. But, but who's that supposed to be? It's supposed to be the Lord that you meet in the castle. Joel. So in the original, yeah. In the original yeah. story, the Lord was also the green knight. Yeah. Um, so yeah, which is also like kind of the, whatever you get in the house. Yeah. You'll give me yeah. the opposite of whatever you give me, I'll give you. Um yeah. Yeah, reciprocal. Um so in the morning the green knight wakes up and he's like, Oh, hey, you you're here. And he's like, Yeah. And he's like, Is it Christmas? Yep. He's like, Okay, you ready to get your head cut off? And he's like, Puh. <laughs> I don't fucking know, bro. And he's like, Well, I mean, that's the deal. Christmas. That's the deal we made. And he's like, All right, I guess I'll kneel down. And he's like, Okay, are you ready? And he's like, Yeah. All right, here we go. I'm gonna cut your head off now. And he's like, No, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, okay, go ahead. And he's like, oh, man, I wasn't a pussy about it. Uh, <laughs> maybe, 
maybe don't be a coward. I didn't like flinch or anything. He's like, yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I just want to think about this for a second. I'm like, all right, I'll be patient, whatever. And he's just standing there and Gowan's like crying. And he's like, okay. And he's like, all right, I'm gonna cut your head off now. And he's like, okay. And he like goes to swing and he's like, nope, nope, can't do it. Can't do it. I'm leaving. So he runs out of the chapel. That's where a good movie gets great. Yeah. He, he runs out of the chapel <laughs> and he finds his horse outside. His horse is just there. And he's yep. like, oh, fuck. Get around. Uh, what? I don't remember. You, you read it and I don't remember it. Uh, Gang, gangalo. Gang, ganglin. Yeah. Gangalot. Gangalot. I don't think you pronounce the T though because it's French. It's got T at the end, but I don't know that you pronounce it. Uh, whatever. I don't know when his horse is there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his horse. horse. <laughs> uh, his horse is there, so he he just fucking hightails it back, and it takes him way less time to get home than it did to get there. Uh, and he like gets back to Camelot, and you know he kind of is like, "I'm here, yay." <laughs> I did the thing guys and they're like oh wow cool he made it back so he gets knighted and then Arthur dies and like he fucks his his, uh, his prostitute girlfriend and gets her pregnant and then he becomes king and then sh- she has the baby but he like is like nah I'm just taking the baby and giving you a, a, a measly pouch of coins like there wasn't even a hundred there like what a fucking rip Uh, so then he has this kid and uh, he gets a maiden to marry him so he has a a queen that is not uh, what was the girl's name Essel yeah Essel yeah Uh, that is not Essel so Essel be mad that this other girl is raising her kid yeah the Um, the maiden is from a different kingdom she has like they have like all their own colors and yeah and right stuff yeah like it's that. supposed to be like a, a marriage of uh yeah. alliance yeah um so then there's a war later like much later uh his kid has grown up and is in this battle and uh his kid gets mortally wounded and his kid dies and he like just leaves the battlefield i guess like because they're losing and goes back to the, the castle and reports that his child has died. He's had another child with this this other queen, but she's it's still a young girl. Um and then the Camelot is under siege and they're slowly losing and uh they're just kind of sitting in the throne room waiting for their uh attackers to come in and kill them or take them captive. So he sends everyone or everyone just leaves him. They don't, he doesn't send them away. He's right. just like sitting there and they leave, uh, including his mother. His mother's the last one to leave him. Um, so he's sitting on his throne and like the doors are breached and like people are trying to fight whoever's outside. And he, at this point decides to take the belt off cause he's been wearing the belt will not let anyone take the belt off fucks with the belt on like will not take the belt off because it is protecting him. Yep. So then he finally is like, uh, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to take it off. I'm ready to die. So he takes the belt off and his head just falls off. 
then he wakes up. He's still in the chapel. Holy shit, guys. <laughs> it was like a really long fucking vision. Yeah. Uh, he lived out his whole life and it was cowardly as fuck. Uh, yeah. He still became king, but he was coward, cowardly king, coward king. Uh, so he's like, oh, man. OK, you know what? I'm going to be brave for once in my life. I'm going to be brave. I'm going to I'm kneeling in front of the green knight. Hold on. And he like takes the belt off. He's like, okay, go ahead. And then the green knight kneels next to him. And he's like, good job. Now off with your head and like draws a line across his neck. He says, good job, my brave knight. Good job, my brave knight. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. The movie is actually like really fucking good. I, I really enjoyed this. So we talked about last week, much happier with this movie than the last one. Same. I'm glad because I was very well prepared to defend this whole fucking movie. (laughs) I enjoyed the hell out of it, man. Like it's a Arthurian tale. Like it's, you know, yeah. Old poem. It's, it's also a journey movie. Yeah. Like I love that stuff. And, um, it's like, it's not like, uh, sweepingly shot like a lot of those are. Um, but I imagine that's like some budget constraints kind of thing going on. Uh, I think it was on purpose. Was it, it on purpose? Yeah. Cause like you get a few sweeping shots, but only when you need them for yeah. like the battlefield or for the giants. Right. But a couple uh, of the shots almost looked like they were real versions of the puppet show. Yeah, early into the castle looks like like a like a theater performance. Well, like there's this one shot in particular that I'm thinking of where he's riding his horse and leaving and yeah. he's like going past like the wheat field or whatever and then it just shows him from the side and it looks like it's a stage play like a guy riding oh, yeah. it like looks like you're looking at his shoulders up and it's like yeah this guy's totally moving across this plane yeah and it's like looks totally fake but i it's totally on purpose right because yeah. of the the they show the puppet shows and stuff earlier yeah and i thought that was fucking cool yeah that's um, a, that's a really good shot it makes a I think I think having the fewer sweeping shots like makes it for a more intimate telling. Yeah. Which when I was talking about like we don't have a lot of medieval movies like this. No. Like this is what I was talking about. Like it also has like a horror element to it. Yeah. Which a little bit. I yeah. think is really cool for yeah. a uh, medieval movie. Yeah. Because I want, you know, more of that, like, you know, we talked over and over again about the uh a medieval zombie movie. Yeah. You know, I would be super into that if it was like a well done by people that like had the money and had the passion to do it and make it like actually kind of scary. That would be fucking dope. Yeah. That'd be awesome. But yeah, like this. So this is one of my favorite movies ever. Like this top five. Sure. This is like right, right fucking up there. I Um, definitely would watch it again. Which, yeah, I, I recommend it because second watch, I was like, I love this movie. Like first first watch, I was like, this is a really good movie. And then second watch, I was like, yeah, no, I fucking love this movie. This is definitely one of my favorite movies. It it has just it the whole movie is just poetry. Mm, like they, they took a poem, which is cool, and they translated it to what visual poetry I think looks like. Yeah, I, I think this is a perfect example of that. 
Sure. <laughs> I really like how the visions were done. Like, cause the, the two where he's not tripping, where he like sees the future basically. Yeah. Uh, where if he's, he doesn't do something or if he's not brave in that moment, he will die or like he will live like this kind of mediocre King life. Yeah. Like those were both fantastic because it's like, it's not clear that it's a vision until it's over. Yeah. Right. You're like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. And I think that was really well done. I thought that was cool as fuck. Um, I think the like kind of trippy sequences, which would be like when he uh, actually trips on the mushrooms and then when he goes into the uh, the uh, spring, were both really cool. Yeah. It's like it's like this little spring. It's like 20 feet across or whatever. And he jumps in and like, you know, it shows him from like 50 feet away underneath. And he's like 50 feet from the surface. And he's like yeah. in the ocean, basically. You right. Know? And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, don't jump into magic pools, man. Um, <laughs> That's why I never do. Yeah, you don't know how deep that shit is in extra dimensional reality. Um, like I actually really liked the whole Winifred scene. Like, uh, yeah. like a lot. Like I think that was one of the best parts of the movie because like dealing with a ghost that's just like, yeah, just do the thing. Like fucking do the thing for me, okay? Yeah. Like is kind of like cantankerous, but like not like trying to haunt you is fucking cool. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, the whole, the house was fucking cool and creepy and like all that stuff was, I think that scene, that whole like part of the movie was fantastic. Yes. Um, not that the rest wasn't, but like, I liked that part probably the most. Yeah. I, I like all of that. So she is St. Winifred and there is a, the story about her is pretty much the story in, in the movie. She, uh, a Lord wants to have his way with her and she fights back. So the Lord cuts her head off and then throws her head out, out yeah. basically out of the house and a magic spring pops up where her head landed. Yeah. And, um, so that is a, that's a old British tale from like the 16th century. Um, so I thought incorporating that was really cool. Uh, and then the, so the Lord, the lady and the old woman are, uh, so my, my first impression was that they were, uh, some sort of something to do with the journey, not, not necessarily he didn't just happen upon them. Yeah. No, it like, was there on purpose. Yeah. So when I was looking it for wasn't Huda, really there. Yeah. When he walks up, he sees the tree and he sees beyond the tree. And then the, the Fox is like, Hey, go this way. And he like looks again. He like, cause he kind of like collapses. And then he like, the Fox is like, goes out and then comes back. Like you follow the Fox and you don't see the house. And then the Fox comes back to him and he like, it's like, Hey, you know, come on, bud. Yeah. And he looks up and the house is there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but I don't, I don't, uh, so I don't, I don't think it's random happenstance. Um, I, when I was looking up to see who the mother was, uh, a bunch of people basically think that they're Faye, mm -hmm. uh, helping out with the journey. Yeah. Uh, summoned by the mother, which I think is interesting, which is, I, I mean, could be like, I do sense. think that's an interesting 
way to look at it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like, the whole thing was basically, like, his mom trying to get him out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, more or less, right? Yeah. So, uh, but Essel and the lady are played by the same actress. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was interesting too. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of interesting interpretations that people can take away from the movie, which is, which is one of the reasons I like the movie so much. Cause there is stuff that's like hard cut and then there's stuff that's like kind of ambiguous that people could have their own kind of takeaway with. Yeah. Cause she also asks him cause he has this like uh bell from Essel and he keeps yeah. it on a, a thong around his neck and uh not that kind of thong um <laughs> and uh she like notices it the lady of the house notices it and she's like what's this and he's like it's a token and she's like a token of love yeah and he's like no no and he denies her to her <laughs> yeah uh, which is and she's like oh well then i'll just fucking take it from you <laughs> you don't need and this which he lets her. Yeah, and he lets her. He's just like, a bitch. oh, well, yes. It's I don't know. Like, it's all very interesting, and like the symbolism of stuff is fucking on point. The whole movie. I was like yeah. captivated this whole movie. Like, yeah. it was just cool. Like, it was cool to have like a medieval like journey movie. Just like yeah. at the surface, it was a cool movie. Yes, and then you add all the all the depth to it. Fantastic! All the, how sh- beautifully it was shot. Yeah. Loved it. Mm-hmm. It was very good. I think this is as close as it gets uh, for a perfect movie for me. Um, this, there's, this movie is just like, there's so much, like, just like everything with him being a coward and trying to, everyone around him trying to, like, get him to grow out of it. Like, yeah. I love that he never calls himself a knight. So there's two things like the, the thing with where he never calls himself a knight, but everyone just assumes that he is, yeah, is great because he also doesn't deny it right. until he is being a coward. Right. And then the, uh, and then I love how everyone knows he's going to come back. Yeah. Like everyone talks about when you come back and when he's you, like, you mean if, and you're like, when you come back. Yeah. So he has like, he, he, he has basically the answer to the end of the story. He's just not listening and he's too terrified by what he's presuming is going to happen, which is beautifully, which is beautifully done with depth throughout the whole movie. Uh Cause the whole time he is so like weary and anxious about the outcome that he's resistant and everyone, but everyone around him knows he's going to come back. Yeah. But he just ignores that. Everyone has all the faith in the world or knows the actual outcome. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) They read the script. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking... It's a good movie. Yeah, it's super cool. I like that dude a lot. Yeah. Uh, Patel. Dev Patel, yeah. Yeah, he did a great job. Yeah, I like this guy a lot. I want to see him do more stuff. I thought his performance, I thought everyone, I thought every performance in this movie was just absolutely top tier. Just like every, like Joel Egerton playing the random like Lord, like, ah, so good. And, uh, Van, Van Kiever, Van Kiver. However you say her name, Alicia. 
Alicia v- Vikander. Vikander? Yeah, I don't know. But she did a great job. But I, I love her. I've loved her since Ex Machina, which was 2014. She played Ava. She played the robot. Um, she she does a fantastic job, I think, portraying both characters. Mm. And, like, the difference. Because they are kind of, like... the Her two characters, I also think, are interesting because they're basically, like... Uh, like the dichotomy of it between the two with them both representing kind of different aspects of what it is to be a lady in that time. And so as Essel, she's very like kind of reserved and kind of asks for what she wants. And she is like kind of a peasant. And so, and her personality does kind of match, even though we mostly see her just kind of having fun until the like one emotional conversation she has with Gowan. But then as the lady, she's very much like, I'm just going to take whatever I want and you're going to listen to me. And I have an opinion. I will share it regardless of whether or not I was included in the conversation that you're having. I will monologue right here. (laughs) Yeah. And so I thought her performance was fucking amazing too. Like, ah, so good. Yeah, I'd watch it again. I definitely would watch it again. You probably should watch it again. Probably not right now. now, But but like give it some time, let it linger, and then watch it again. Because I also want to watch Bo is Afraid again. I do too want to watch it. Because I I enjoyed it. But I want to watch it again to fully get it. Yeah. You guys were talking and I was like I trying was to look talking, that up. Last thing I was talking about was her performance as both characters, right? Correct. Mm. Yeah. So if you wanted to weigh in on that. No, I mean, she was great. I, I don't know. Like, I think all the acting was really good in this movie. Um, she Even was the fantastic. Yeah, the fox. Um, Dude, the CGI on that fox was pretty fucking good. It was a good, yeah, good I think, CGI fox. I think, you know, the effects were pretty good. I didn't really have a problem with really any of the effects. Like, they looked how it was supposed to look, I think. Yeah. Um, some stuff was, like, kind of funky, but I think it was on purpose. And if it wasn't on purpose, they did it in a way to feel like it was on purpose. So that's cool. Yeah. I like that. I like yeah. when if you're limited by your budget that you lean into being limited by your budget as opposed to trying to do something like, I don't know, show a car crash without showing a car crash. Um, what movie did that? Uh, one of one of this guy's other movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I really liked this movie. Um, I really liked the acting. I liked how it looked. Uh, I liked the story. I liked how they portrayed the story. Like it was just all around. It was very well done. Yeah. Is there anything that like struck you guys personally in the story? I mean, like being a coward. Sure. I mean, like any like like relatable subtext in the movie. Like, I mean, yes, but like being a coward. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yep. Like uh, the the difficulties of overcoming the cowardice, cowardice, anxiety yeah. inducing. I mean, yeah. Things. Yeah. No, totally. Like it wasn't like Bo's afraid. 
which is good. <laughs> that but I definitely shit. like related to the the like, you know, just kind of like going through the motions and then like somebody being like, "Hey, you should maybe uh move on." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's relatable. I'd agree. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm a coward coward, but like there's times in my life where I'm like, uh, no, no, thanks. (laughs) Being silent when you shouldn't be, or like not saying what you should say or do what you should do or do what you could do for sure in certain situations. Yeah, that definitely happens. And like, I, I totally, um, I I do identify with a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, I think so like watching it and following Gowan's journey like there there's a lot to relate to there. Like yeah, he's he's hard to like. Like which is interesting because he's still like a such a relatable character, mm-hmm. but I feel like the movie does that so well. Yeah. Like it's like, hey, you're not gonna like this guy, but you're not gonna like this guy for the same reasons that you don't like yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Thanks for punching me in the dick, bud. Yeah, but I also think <laughs> he doesn't movie. You see that he doesn't like himself. Like he doesn't yes. like these things about him either. Yeah, he's not like the arrogant protagonist that is just okay with being a shithead. Yeah. He's not particularly fond of the way he's done things or the way he lives his life but he doesn't he's he's missing that bravery part to go forth and change things right and so i find that very interesting and like you can apply it to i mean you can you can pretty much like apply it to everyday life like his journey and what he goes through like totally he uh a, a ghost woman asks him to get something for her that she's incapable of getting herself. And he asks for something in return. (laughs) Like how I I don't even know, like how many stories I've heard from women where they just like are terrified of asking for favors because like, what is, you know, was the expectation on the other end? Yeah. Well, because most of the time the expectation is like, I was nice to you. I, I, brought your groceries in so you're gonna suck my dick now right yeah yeah and so i think (laughs) 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 yeah come on guys you guys can do better Um, dudes but also how's a ghost gonna suck your dick (laughs) yeah but i think so I, i i find that interesting and then just like you know, just like do things like if someone asks you for a favor and it's not like putting you out, like who cares? Yeah. You got the time to do it. You got the will to do it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be tit for tat. And so I think there's a good lesson there. Uh, and then, or like, I mean, also like writing a wrong is also not necessarily just doing a favor for someone either. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's a little bit more, especially when you're trying to prove that you can be a knight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of part of the job, bud. Yeah. Uh, like being, being knightly. Yeah. Like doing things because they need done, not because something will be received afterwards. Right. And I think that's, I think that's a really good lesson to take out of the movie. Sure. And then we, we already kind of talked about like the, you know, bravery to say no or, at least the honor to fix what you 
fucked up with right. the whole situation with the Lord and the lady. Yeah. The honor and, to give a handy. Yeah. The honor to give a handy. <laughs> if one was received by another's wife. <laughs> I mean, just, just makes sense to me, you know? I Seems do not fair. owe anybody a handy. <laughs> just want to say that. <laughs> Pretty sure I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> so with uh <laughs> you guys got me all fucked up <laughs> talking about handies. Uh um You're losing your sharp edge, you're falling off on your you're crashing from your nootropics. It's getting late. Yes. It is also getting late. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, um, I think all of the, the things that he goes through are relatable if you can get past like the surface thing of it. Right. Like, yeah, you know, happening upon a magic manner that shows up out of nowhere and like there being a weird, uh, witch lady inside that takes your picture and jerks you off and calls you not a knight is not particularly relatable, but um, (laughs) the message in that is kind of relatable. Right. And like, um, you know, all of the stuff that happens to him, there is some like part of that that is still applicable in real life. um, As far as like dealing with adversity, uh, whatever that adversity may be. getting mugged and uh, helping somebody that needs your help and not letting a dude's wife give you a handy when he's off getting you food and you know, things like that. <laughs> yeah. Those are all good morals. <laughs> those are all good things to <laughs> stand like, up keep for yourself when you're getting mugged. Yeah. Help the person that needs help. Don't help a lady cheat on her husband with you while he's yeah. trying to help you. Um, and if, you've done something terrible to someone else do your best to, to make, make it, it right, right. Yeah. especially if they were understanding and let you do it and just want it back a yeah. year later <laughs> yeah yeah so in the so in the initial story i guess we'll talk about like how the initial story goes versus this um so it's pretty a lot of the plot points are there a lot of the story is the same mm. uh Morgana Le Fay is not his mother in the original story uh but she is the one that summons the green knight um to kind of teach him a lesson and then i i don't think the i don't remember but i don't think the end plays out the same i think this had a like a, a leg up on the original poem by showing you what would happen if he ran off mm. um and I don't, I, but I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've read it. Uh, but the end is, the end end is actually different. Because uh, in the end end, he ends up just nicking him on the neck. And he like returns home and becomes king and stuff. Yeah. So like it is kind of, and I, I do like the way it ends. Because it is a little ambiguous. I figure we talk about the ending. Um and like what our takeaways were, uh, which my takeaway is a little biased because of the poem. But I, I think he, I think we don't see what actually happens because we already know like what's going to happen. And, you know, so we see him live out this life as if he ran off and didn't Mm -hmm. face his adversity and cowered from it. And 
So then I think it's to be assumed, and I think there's enough, but I do want to talk about it. I think it's to be assumed that, you know, he does go on and he does live like a fulfilling life as like a brave knight who eventually becomes king and is like a successful king and probably marries Essel because it's the right thing to do yeah. with his love and stuff like that. Um, uh, because there's a... Because when the, when the Green Knight says, now off with your head, like it could be interpreted as like word for word what it means but it's also a way to like tell someone that you're or is also it was also a way to tell someone that you were done with them yeah like as like a uh yeah like get out of here yeah just like a get out of here right, right. now off 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 with your head but yeah um but I, I do like the way it ends i think it does lend a little amb- ambiguity for us to kind of I mean i agree with your interpretation of that same that's what i yeah. kind of assumed it was cuz it's basically like hey you did what you were supposed to do yeah now go be the brave knight that you've become this one act of bravery has kind of like shown you what being brave is about and what you need to do and be and everything and you've like kind of overcome your cowardice yeah. by like giving away the wet blanket that your mom gave you um, and you know moving on with being an adult and a knight and everything yeah so I think that's kind of where it, I think that's where it leaves you because you don't need to see the other stuff yeah because it showed you like it showed you the bad version yeah so then you can assume that he's gonna at least have some better version moving forward yeah yeah I agree with that I love that. I think I thought it was the perfect way to end it. Yeah. Like totally. the first time I was just like, Oh f- fuck. I, I sat there like after the movie was over for like probably like a while, maybe like close to an hour, just like thinking about the movie and just like rolling it around in my head. Cause like this is, this is the type of movie that I absolutely fall in love with. Like it's done really well. And it had a decent amount of budget to do what it needed to do. And every, like, this is the slow burn that I love. Because it gives you something and then gives you time to, like, think about it before moving on to something else. Mm. And just keeps fucking punching you in the back of the head. I fucking love it. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. You want to go down to the corner? I go down to the corner. Let's do it. Let's go down to the corner. You guys want to be brave enough to go to the corner with me? Uh, I guess I could be brave enough for that. I shall meet ye challenge at the corner. I shall yeet ye challenge. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeeted. All right. Well, we mar- journeyed on to the Dave's Trivia Corner. Dave's Trivia Corner. Where the point of this corner is for you to say. Ah, neat. Perfect. All right. You guys ready for some hot, hot trivia? Mm. Uh, Essel wears bells on her shroud because during the Middle Ages, it was common for people who were considered unclean, such as prostitutes, to be forced to wear bells on their clothing to warn others of their presence. Uh, She has her hair cropped for the same reason. In medieval London and many other places, prostitutes had their hair cut short as a public humiliation and punishment. Fuck, that's neat. Nice. Um, 
The voice of the opening narration is actually the voices of director David Lowry and his wife, Augustine Frizzell, mixed together. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and then neat. That's also yeah, neat. I thought it was weird. Like, it was definitely a male voice and a female voice. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Uh, St. Winifred does not appear in the original poem, but the tradition surrounding her tells that she has behaved was beheaded by her fiance when she broke their engagement to become a nun. A healing mm, spring yeah. arose at the spot where her head fell. Her head and body were later reunited by her brother, St. Bueno. Okay. Hmm. I was a little off on trying to remember that story. I helped you, bud. Thanks, bud. I filled it in together. Neat. Uh, prior to setting out on his journey, the sash created by uh, Gowan's mother and the three other witches has within his carving of three runes from left to right. Fuck. <laughs> Thir- Thir- Thirsaz, giants, signifying strong one, tool or weapon, defense or protection. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alges, which is elk, mm-hmm. uh, signifying protection, higher self, dignity, teaching, and Radho, ride, uh, which is journey, vehicle, righteousness, inner compassion, nobility, and the path. Okay. Like inner it. compass, not compassion. Inner compass. I like okay. It. That's neat. Isn't that neat? Mm-hmm. I thought that was neat. Uh, there's an usual looking spiral tower shown multiple times early in the film. This is a real building called the Wonderful Barn. It is located in. God damn it. <laughs> Leakslip Kildare, Ireland. Wow. Fucking Gaelic. Yep. <laughs> it is a folly that was built on the estate of Castleton House by the uh, Connolly family in 1743. Uh, where while it served a purpose as a granary, it is generally accepted that it is constructed primarily to provide work for the local poor. Hmm. Okay. All right. The Green Knight uh, armor was engraved with a uh, Sabic alphabet. Uh, Sabic was a Southern Arabian language that was spoken around 1000 BC to the 6th century AD. This was done to make the character appear ancient and otherworldly. Hmm. Okay. I like it. Neat. The idea of adapting the Green Knight came to David Lowry while he was setting up a diorama of action figures from Willow, 1988, in his backyard. That's neat. Huh. That's that also neat. neat. Yeah. All these have been neat. Yeah, I got all the neats. Let's do some uh, spoilery ones. You guys yes. ready? You guys ready? Yeah. These are long ones. Uh, the ending was left deliberately ambiguous for artistic purposes. Director David Lowry has stated that even he and the lead actor, Dev Patel, have different interpretations about what happened. After Gowan has a vision of the disastrous future which awaits him and, of, and Camelot, if he asked dishonorably, he, chose, he chooses to stay, removes the magic sash, and tell, sash, <clears throat> magic sha, sash, and tells the Green Knight he is ready for his blow. <laughs> uh, the knight congratulates him for his courage and says, now off with your head. 
Then the movie cuts to the end credits. This could be interpreted literally as the knight beheading Gowan, who has chosen death over dishonor. However, the quote should also be understood as now off you go yeah, with yep. your head. Uh, with Gowan being spared after his test of character, the knight mischievously running his finger over Gowan's throat could be seen as the blow yeah, he yep. has chosen to return as the conclusion of the game. Uh, for the record, in the original poem, which was substantial differences from the movie, Gowan survives the encounter. Yep. Sorry, I stepped all over your trivia. Today. That's all right. You're good. <laughs> yeah. I liked it. Uh, unlike the original myth, in this movie, Gowan is not a knight. Throughout the story, he is repeatedly questioned about it, and several characters, including the prostitutes at the brothel and the scavenger, the lady uh, scavenger, the lady tells him, "You are no knight." Uh, at the end, however, after Gowan's act of courage facing certain death, the Green Knight explicitly addresses him as "My brave knight." Yes, since according to tradi- to tradition, any knight could proclaim another man a knight if deemed worthy. This could be interpreted as the Green Knight symbolically dubbed Gowan a knight on the spot. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Neat. Neat as fuck. Neat as fuck. Uh, let's do two more. Okay. Hey. The five traditional knightly virtues are Shane. Uh, honor, bravery, friendship, generosity, chastity, courtesy, and piety. Oh, so none of those things. None of those things. <laughs> uh, throughout the movie, Gowan, when tested, fails at all five. Friendship, after he, be, after he befriends the fox, he ends up threatening it and chasing it away yeah. when the animal warns him about his danger. Uh. Uh, generosity, he gives a single coin to the scavenger and only after the later explicitly, explicitly begs him for it. Uh, chastity is seduced by the lady. Uh, courtesy, he initially asked for a reward from the ghost of St. Winifred yep. for helping her. Uh, piety, he does not want to attend the Christmas mass at the beginning. Uh, this shows that he is not ready to be a knight yet until his final choice at the Green Chapel. Yeah. Nice. That's fucking beautiful. I love that. Isn't that great? Yeah, that's cool. Um, you know, we'll do two more because this one is Russell touched on this one. Um, in most, if not all, tellings of Sir Gowan and the Green Knight, eventually the Lord is revealed to be the human form of the Green Knight. Mm. Here, the connection is left vague. Yep. So we'll do one more. I think I think it's left vague, vague intentionally to where you could still interpret it as the Lord or you could interpret it as his mother. Because going back and forth on the My Brave Knight line like could have been his mother saying it. And it's very clearly his mother's voice as the Fox. Right. So she was still with him the journey. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just think it could be interpreted that Morgana is also the green Knight. Fair. Uh, one more. Yeah. Uh, one of Gowan's first lines in the movie when he is at the brothel with Essel is I am not ready. His final line in the film facing the green knight at the chapel is now I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good fucking shit right there. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. I forgot about that. 
That's all I have for Dave's Trivia Corner. Dave's Trivia Corner. Oi. Neat. All right. Let's rate this. You know what? Let's. I'm going to give it a nine. I think this movie was fantastic. It's really good. Not the best movie I've ever seen, but it's pretty fucking good. It's no RoboCop, but it's very good. Yeah. I mean, I would still buy it for a dollar. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I was super concerned after watching a ghost story. So same. I'm glad it, uh, it exceeded my very non expectations. So nine Russell. This is one of my favorite movies ever made. I'll say that again. Um, I will, however, say that I also do not think that this is a movie for everyone. Uh, I still think this is kind of like this is right up my alley. And so it ends up being one of my favorite movies ever because I just think the movie is done so fucking well. Um, It delivers where it needs to deliver. It slows where it needs to slow. Like the pacing is absolutely phenomenal. The, the acting is fantastic. The way the movie is shot, the way it looks, everything about it is fucking beautiful and feels so intimate. And I, I could probably watch this movie so many times. Like, I don't think I'll ever get bored watching this movie. It is just like poetry in motion and I can't get over it. So good. Like this movie makes me want, this is one of those things that I watch that makes me want to write. Like Mm. it is like inspiring. It is like, it draws a depth out of you when you're watching it. Mm -hmm. And it is just so fucking poignant and beautiful. And I give this movie a 9.5 because I love it. And what I wanted to say last week that I didn't want to say is this is the Blade Runner of medieval movies. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that. The Blade Runner of medieval movies? No, I watched Blade Runner. Yeah. <laughs> For the first time. Oh, yeah. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> good, because we're going to do it again. Okay. Um, but yeah, I give the movie 9.5. I do think everyone should at least try to watch this. Uh, and if it's, if it is too slow for some people, it is, but I just, this, this movie is like damn near fucking perfect. If not perfect. And that's what I got to say. Dave. Um, I also enjoyed this movie. Mm. Uh, I thought it was shot beautifully acted phenomenally, phenomenally, um, captivating. It had me the whole time. Yeah. I'm going to give it a nine as well. I really enjoyed it. Look forward to watching it again. Yeah. Same. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of DQB does where we talked about the green Knight. No, it's not. No, it's not. We got another, we we got another correspondence. (laughs) We do. So Mike Smith, who you've heard on the podcast before, uh, was supposed to be with us today, but he sadly has gotten COVID. Yeah. Uh, which is unfortunate in a time of, less COVID. I talked to him today though. He is feeling better. That's good. good. He I'm was feeling rough good. yesterday. He said, yeah, yeah. Um, 
So COVID's back on the rise, guys. I know some of you might not believe it, but uh, it's here and it's going to be here forever. So, you know, it's something we got to keep dealing with. Just so in time just for us to miss another Christmas. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. All right. But anyway, so Mike did email his thoughts. Um, so nice. I'm going to read that now. So his email comes from Mike Smith, friend of the show. Thanksgiving Mike, train wreck Mike, that guy, also known as Psychmyth, which is what his email says. Thoughts on the Green Knight. Mike writes, my favorite movies stories are about my favorite movies slash stories are about a single main character going on some type of journey. Maybe because I'm a loner that played a lot of Zelda growing up, but I really like a good introspective story. The first time I watched The Green Knight, I knew nothing about it other than what I gathered from a quick watch of the trailer. I didn't really get what was going on in the beginning the first time around. You kind of get thrown right into this medieval setting with bizarre witchcraft and this big tree looking dude shows up out of nowhere like Merry Christmas. Which one of you is big enough, a big enough of a dumbass to chop my head off? How about Slumdog Millionaire? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. In all seriousness, though, Dev Patel gives an awesome performance that I think keeps things grounded enough within the air of mysticism. It's like Alice in Wonderland for dudes in their 30s. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Damn, I love you, Mike. Got me. (laughs) God, I love you, Mike. The kid who seems normal is actually going to deceive you and tie you up. The spirit living in a spooky-ass house in the spooky-ass woods who wants you to fetch her head is actually really nice. Maybe you'll trip balls and see some attack on titans. Maybe a lord and lady will get get a little overly hospitable. <laughs> Maybe you'll meet a cool talking fox that tries to get you to puss out. It's really a great adventure that pushes and pulls between fantastical and eerie. The journey teaches Gowan honor and chivalry as a knight rather than a drunk who knocks up a prostitute and becomes a lousy king as we see he could have been right before he kneels for the Green Knight. Although he was dumb enough to try to show off for the king in the beginning, now he's accepted what the choice put him through and wants to die honorably. I loved it. The story is great and it's told like a strange dream. Not to mention the cinematography is on point. I like the look of dark yet colorful. Love the mysticism. It feels like a Led Zeppelin video. I think more King Arthur stories done in this style would be cool. I give this a nine. My only criticisms are that some of the old timey language can be hard to follow and the pacing drags a little at times. All fair. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. All right. Well, now that's going to do it for this episode of DQP Does, where we talked about the Green Knight. Uh, we are continuing our A24 journey next week with... Did we talk about that? Did we, we did know? not talk about that. Ah, oh, fuck. All right, so next week we are going to watch Talk to Me, which is an A24 horror movie that released recently, and we are going to begin... Our spoopy season. Spoopy! Which I'm, I'm happy about that. Uh, 
Thanks for listening. You can find us on all your social media by searching Draft Quarters Productions. Please like, subscribe, comment, answer our questions when we ask them daily on the DQP Daily on Facebook. And watch our videos hundreds of times and share them with everyone you know. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon. Please subscribe. $1 a month. Our backlog is going up there now. Uh, we also have some episodes of stuff that are not on anything else that are up on there. So go check that out. Um, email us questions, comments, concerns, draftyq at gmail.com. And you can also find our Amazon wish list in the show notes. We love you guys. We appreciate everything. Buying us stuff, listening to the show, emailing us everything that you guys do for us. We appreciate it. So please continue to do so and increase your donations to uh, half of or 10% of your uh, gross monthly income. Thank you. Um, <laughs> please. <laughs> uh, have a wonderful time. Goodbye. Bye. I fear I am not meant for greatness. Greatness.